Welcome back to Front Sight Podcast. This is Jacob Miller. Um, I hope you guys are just enjoying it so far. I know I'm excited that all 13,000 of you guys have Whoa. listened last what? year. Whoa. Yes, we've 13, had 13,000 listens um, all uh, last year. That's crazy. So, yes, I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, I have and uh, learning a lot and just being able to kind of join the community. Absolutely. Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah, thanks for thanks for liking and sharing, guys. You mm. know, I really appreciate it. Personally, yeah. like me, I personally appreciate it. You do? Yes. More do. than I think anybody else in the room. Now, yeah, I can't I can't tell you really appreciate it. Why is that? Because I can't see your eyes. You're wearing yeah. you're wearing sunglasses. You look, you look down, Jordan. Today, I Why? thought it would be cool to just wear sunglasses during this podcast. Are you sad? I'm gonna. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe. Might, I don't know. We'll see by the end. But like, I feel like it's gonna really help the podcast be more organic. You know? Yeah. Oh. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. But mm-hmm. I've been trying to learn like Microsoft in like you know PowerPoint. Microsoft mm, wow. Word and Outlook. Oh, that's yeah. good. And yeah. so I'm just trying to get oh. a better Outlook on <laughs> <laughs> that. That ranks in, in the top five of unique transitions. I was wondering where the Excel Outlook. Me too. Was. But like, if y'all have Microsoft, we use Microsoft 365 at, at Waterstone. If you guys were yeah. wanting some backup or backstage, I don't yeah. know. But like, no matter how much I try to learn. I get better. I wanted. I feel like Pastor Ron is the best at Outlook, you know, especially at at life. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wow. I get that. Honestly, maybe I don't. I wouldn't say the best at, but that's the only one I really know how to use in the Microsoft suite. Can I say because that's email? You know, of terrible transitions. I have started doing so in my major. At yeah. UCF, we have like a bunch of presentations, mm. and it's this thing in in the integrated business track. Oh, okay, all right, you're, all right. You're trying to get to the one, yeah, and like all to of the, the videos that are that are like teaching you are like we're gonna help you get to the one. Oh, the job. And it's like it's like it's like a thing. So we were like making fun of it a little bit in our presentation because we were missing one of our people, and we're like we're we're missing our one person, but we're mm. also. We're all getting to the one. Mm. Oh. And that's how we did our introduction. And wow. I, it reminded me of how terrible I am at introductions. No. <laughs> Honestly, you, you, you seriously um, had me on that. I, did, I didn't know where we were going. Uh, but, but the thought process in like half a millisecond to think through the Microsoft suite package <laughs> and that you chose to use Outlook at the very end because today's topic is Outlook. I'll be honest, that was a little that was a little bit genius. Well, we also threw him some layups, so like being sad, yes. you know, having a yeah. low outlook on life, yeah. and he just flat out rejected that. He's I wear, did. He's wearing the John Lennon glasses he, in here today. He I, but this is one of the days that would be good to have video, yeah. I feel like. I yeah. 100%. That would definitely give me a better outlook on life. Yeah, like the, pre, the, pre, <laughs> the pre-game show where Rodney almost like Zevia was coming out of his nose because we were laughing so hard. Yeah. Yeah. That part would have been great to get on video. I don't even remember what we were talking about. But anyways, what are we, what are we talking about today, Pastor Ryan? Well, you guys see it as you're, as you're uh, tuning into your podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts from, it's how to have a better outlook in life. As a reminder, we are uh, in, in 90 days of let's have a better year. Let's start off the year better. We spent 
um, 52 episodes with each other, which equals a year, no matter where you jump in. And so we don't want to just repeat those. Right. And we don't want to repeat the same habits, same stories, same lessons. Mm-hmm. We want we want to become better, better dad, better mom, better follower of Christ, better husband. We say mom because you do have a lot of moms that listen. Uh, better follower of Christ, better a better young man, a better middle-aged man, like just a better godly man. And the goal of Front Sight is to make men more biblical, more godly, more sound, so they are fearless, focused, and and obviously they are they have dialed in the Front Sight to where they are faithful in every area of life. And so we're going to take a really strong look at some simple biblical principles on how to have a better outlook. Now, can I? Focus on this one word that's next in the title, in life. Yeah. Oh, I've been saying on life. I, I know. I've not been reading it. I, exactly. Thank you for that. That's a good, that's an important. It is an important probably word. Probably would help if you remove the sunglasses. Yeah, well, maybe. I can't <laughs> see anything <laughs> right now. Leave them backstage. I've heard that when you take one sense out, all of your other senses Yeah, leave it, leave it with the backstage of Microsoft 365. Yeah, yeah I got you. Okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> right? But no, okay, that's that a good point, though. Um, how to have a better outlook in life. All right, so let me just get real for a minute. Not that I'm not ever real, but let me get real for a minute. Um, this is where I think a lot of men have a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and let me just talk about me. Uh, so if if I'm not careful, I can I can get down um, really quick. Yeah. I don't mean depressed. Uh, I don't mean discouraged, if mm-hmm. you will. So Sometimes I feel like God is showing me things that are so far out there, like leadership, when I don't see them lining up as fast as I think they should line up, or when I see certain things yeah. happen, then I, I kind of get a little Eeyore, like, come on, God, you know, what's yeah. going on? Now, here's what I'm dealing with right now, um, in, in as we're doing front sight. I'm, I'm more aware of what, what men are going through, and because of their jobs, family, home life, emotions, whatever, there are a lot of men that are backing down, backing out, they're not, they're not showing up. Yeah. And they're not being who God wants them to be. And mm. when I actually investigate, it's really just some small things and that have added up over years and over time. There's there's a reason why I put how to have a better outlook in life. Yeah. Because Jesus, when he prayed, he said, Father, protect them. He said, even though they're no longer of the world, speaking of being a Christian, they now belong to another kingdom. He said, nonetheless, they are still in this world. Mm. Wow. So you and I do wake up to a world that is opposite of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And if we don't know how to view the world in its proper way, uh, we're going to get discouraged. Yeah, yeah. And our outlook is is not going to shift us to an uplook, uh, if you will, so we can understand how God is moving. So, yeah, I want to talk about how you and I can wake up every day and face, like, the realities of this world mm-hmm. and just know how to operate. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's so many things, like, you know, having Raina. Um, helps so much, obviously. Um, having other men in my life that can just sort of straighten me out, and if they don't know I need straighten out, then they may just be talking, and they'll just give me a verse or give me a word, or they'll just send me a text and say, man, just praying for you, just mm. encouragement. All of those things help our outlook. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? And so anyway, I just want to help some guys, uh, Lord willing, to just when they come home, that they're not an Eeyore. Yeah. When they wake up, they're not an Eeyore. When they're in the, at their job, they don't see the world yeah. as against them. Honestly, being around that is so discouraging. So it's yeah. like, it's not just for yourself. It's also for your family that's going to be helping. For sure. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're looking at the life of Solomon and his writings in Ecclesiastes. I'm going to use the good news version here. It's Ecclesiastes 4.1. He says this, I looked again at all the injustice that goes on in this world. Mm. Now, you can go through and study that 
that entire chapter, and we're going to break down some of it and even some other chapters. Basically, what he's saying is, is God, help me figure out like this world. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that I just don't understand. Now, we wake up like that, do we not? Yeah. I mean, we wake up and we're like, we compare ourselves to others, or we mm-hmm. we look at the events that are going on around the world and just so many things, maybe even in your own job. All right, let's get a little closer. Maybe even in your own home. Mm. You're like, can we just be honest? Maybe maybe you say things like this. I see my wife is so giving and so loving and so encouraging to others. But when I come home, I don't I don't get encouragement. Mm. I see my wife this and that or you know, maybe you look at your kids and you're like, you know, I look at other kids and they do this and that. My kids are I don't know. Can we just get real for just a moment when when somebody said this to me, when you when you begin to have this kind of outlook on life, it's so easy for you to fall into this this trap of self pity. Mm-hmm. And once you get in that vortex of self pity, like why me? Why not this? Why doesn't my wife encourage me? Why isn't my wife a little more receptive to you know to physical touch? Why isn't my why why this? Why not? I'm working so hard at my job, and the people that aren't working as hard are getting promoted. Mm. I feel like I'm praying, and and if you are checking off the the checklist of things that what a good man would be, what a godly man would be, but, but I don't I'm, feel like I'm there. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. 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 Can we just get real honest that there's a lot of guys walking around today that are struggling with thoughts in their head from whatever you you watch the news and you're like, I don't understand this. You pull up to the gas pump and you're like, what is up? You come home and your wife is just not receptive. You have these thoughts in your head. You started out the day really well. And you come home and it's like it's like night and day. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what did I do wrong? Like what what can I do better? Why is she not responding? Okay, that's what we want to dial in. Yeah. So how do we have a better outlook in life? But let's let's look at what what we can call the reality of life. Yeah. Now, if you could see this, when I spelled it, I put in all caps the word real, R-E-A-L. Okay. Lowercase I T Y. The reality of life. There there are some real things that are happening in this world, like there's some real injustices. Mm -hmm. There are some real things that just happen on a daily basis that don't make sense. Yeah, we're in a broken world. We're in a broken world. And it's important to know that, I feel like. It's very important to know that. I I think you hit it earlier as well. The difference now, uh, if you're comparing now to, let's say, 30, 40 years ago, is that now... It is affecting you. It's happening at your children's school. Right. It's happening in your workplace. It's encroaching on your space before Christians just said, well, you know, I'm just going to keep my head down, do my thing. Right. And stay in my own yard. Hmm. And now it's happening all in and around your life. And it seems like it's closing in. So people are getting more depressed about it. And that's a good point, you know, because Rodney, you were sharing something earlier. Don't know if you had planned to say it later or not, but when we were just sort of reviewing this, you said something earlier. You were like, we we tend to think that the world presents this thing as like, all of this has never happened before. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And you made a great point. You're like, no, it's injustice has been injustice. Brokenness has been brokenness in, in, in so many words. And you made a good point in that. And then you even were like saying like back in the disciples time, like, what we're experiencing now is like child's play to them. Yeah. Yeah. And that is so true. Like you and I aren't we're sitting in an office on a property that we call church property and we're recording a a broadcast to help men become more godly. That mm-hmm. they have the freedom to just go click on and and listen oh, to. Yeah. 
Paul didn't have that. Oh, they, he were, was, they were hiding and doing yeah. in people's homes. and mm-hmm. Yes. And they faced, many of them were martyred, perse- if not you know, if not that extreme, just persecutions, re- yeah. rejections, yeah. outcast in society. Um, so you and I, to some extent, I mean, Christians, you know, voices have tried to be silenced and so forth, always, but none like that like i don't yeah. i don't fear driving into church that i might be martyred today mm-hmm. yeah. we we've just had it so good that's for so long that now as the the curtains kind of uh lift or fall depending on your yeah. your perspective now it's it's like wait what what is this going on right it's not it's, it hasn't happened overnight it just feels like it's kind of like a building going up that is they've true. been building the foundation for this for a long time right but that's also because we stopped right. doing what we were supposed to do as right. Christians. But yeah. Anyway, I, let's, I know you No, 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 you're so. right. So the reality of life, I mean, let's just rattle off a few. that, yeah. that And these are listed in the scriptures. So I'm, I'm, mm. you and I could list so many others. But I want to stay to the scriptures. That way we know we're not deviating into personal, if you will. But nonetheless, these are scriptural and personal. So here's what we know about the reality of this life. He says in, in Ecclesiastes 8.11 that criminals go unpunished. Mm. Why do people commit crimes, he asked, because crime is not punished quickly enough. Boom. I mean, who hasn't woke up and said that? How can you disagree with that? You can't disagree with that. And yeah. so we think, oh, my gosh, this is, this is not new. Solomon's calling it out. And so it's it's been around for a long time. you know. And, and, and this is the guy that has the keys to the kingdom. It, this, exactly. That's a great point. Like, if anybody ought to be able to do something, he's got the keys to the kingdom. He, he's, he's like, I own the police force. You know, he, yeah. no. He's yeah. noticing around the world that what is like God if this if you're God then why is why are criminals going unpunished? Here's another one he says in in chapter 4 verse 1 that the oppressed are unhelped. Mm-hmm. Then I look again at all the injustice that goes on in this world. The oppressed were crying and no one would help them. Their oppressors had power on their side. Wow. I think all of us have felt like that to some extent mm-hmm. and oppression, right? I mean I, I look at folks that you know that we visit in other countries um, that literally have some severe oppressions. So we ours aren't like that. Well, I mean, we lived in Florida just a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, for people who didn't live in, if you lived in New York, you lived in yeah. California, or even just a few states away, you got to see some real oppression. That is true. Yeah. You were you lost a job. You lost yes healthcare. You lost your savings. You lost yes. everything. A business. And I know nothing of uh, you know like what. There are countries that we visit that we train pastors in, and when we when we go there, they're always telling me like, okay, at this next corner, there is a person that is watching for and listening for the government. So when we get to this corner, let's not use these words. I'm like, mm. what in the world? Wow. Like, I mean, I know that when mm. I'm traveling to those places, but when you actually are there and you're listening, wow. are they like, do you see the guy across the street with the donkey cart? He's not just a donkey cart dude. Wow. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, think like I, I did not I, I didn't drive in today looking for a guy on a donkey cart, <laughs> you know, going is who's following me. I mean, that's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But we know there are people that that are oppressed and they're they're not being helped. We mm-hmm. know that. Okay, this is the reality of, of life as as Solomon breaks it down for us. Here's here's another one. Politicians are unethical. Oh gosh. Oh, come on, yeah. I mean, yeah. But but listen to this isn't like this wasn't no, written. This is in the Bible. This wasn't written in the Constitution. Like <laughs> you know, like this isn't two hundred some years old. It's in the Bible. Listen to uh, chapter five, verse eight. If you see miscarriage of injustice anywhere throughout the land, don't be surprised. 
Can I just repeat that one more time? That's biblical. Yeah. If you see miscarriage of, of justice anywhere throughout the land, don't be surprised. Wow. I, I could stop right there for that verse. In other words, do not wake up and watch the news and then go, I can't believe this. Oh, yeah. It's like every week there's like something that's supposed to be, oh, I can't believe that this just happened. W- what else do you expect from lost people? Mm. What else do you expect from people that are broken? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they are some of the mo- A lost person is, is one of the most craftiest, e- devious, evil person there is, right? Mm. Because the heart's not been converted to Christ, or they are, they are literally a tool of the devil at mm. that moment to be able to think ingenuitively. Is ingenuitive, is that a word? I don't know. Creatively, <laughs> they are able to think in an evil, an, another evil level that that you and I could should not um, as followers of Christ. So you're going to see. Un- but he finishes well, the verse. Their, their Go focus ahead. is also self sufficiency. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like the you know, it's, True. Very, it's very the evolutionary theory. Like only the fittest survive. So um, whatever I got to do to mm-hmm. get ahead, I'll do it. If yeah. that means oppressing somebody else, so be it. And and that subjective morality is, yes. is of the devil, yes. and and so it, it frustrates. And that goes people. back to that's as old as the Garden of Eden, right? Mm-hmm. What is God hiding from you? Look out for yourself. He's not telling you the whole story. So take this fruit, do something with it. Exactly, yeah. right? So we know politicians are unethical. There are people that are oppressed are being unhelped. Criminals go unpunished. Here's another one in chapter eight, verse fourteen. He says, "Good people are unrewarded." Mm. Yeah. Come yeah. on, raise your hand if you ever felt like that. Yeah. He says there's something else meaningless. Righteous men who get what the wicked deserve and wicked men who get what the righteous deserve. Mm. Wow. Mm. Didn't That's you so say hard. didn't you have an it was like chapter 10 verses 5 stupid people are given positions of authority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like like no who's ever who's not yeah. said that? Who's yes. not who's not admitted yeah. that reality? I mean, yeah. and this is the wisest man in, in the world still considered to be because uh that's the that's what God gave him. We know God gave him the ability to have wisdom to a uh, a level that you and I yeah. have yet to to see, which is why he wrote the books that he wrote. And so, yes, this is the wisest man. I don't know what version that is, um, but uh, I'm sure I could look it back up again, but I just wrote it down really quick last night. So that's, yeah, that's Ecclesiastes 10.5, and it says that stupid people are given positions of authority, right? It's almost like, now that I know that verse, I don't want to run for a position of authority. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because then I know, oh, wait, God says I'm stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. But right? he's just saying, like, don't well, be surprised. Well, at least he doesn't say yes. all. If it said the or word true. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you. Well, he, That's exactly what he's saying. Don't don't be surprised um, at this. So we know this. Again, thank you, Jordan, right? Because that's setting our mindset for the reality. Mm-hmm. Wake up with this reality of what you're going to see, and that's going to frame how you handle that moment in life. Right. Okay, how to have a better outlook in life. We've only been given 24 hours a day. And we've not we've not been given bread for tomorrow. We've only been given bread for today. So how can you and I wake up and understand? Here's just one more, and then we're going to get to the good stuff. Here's another one. He says capable people are unsuccessful. Yeah. How many times Every have we day. seen that? Every day. You, you, uh, who has not walked into a situation or walked out of one and said, "It just amazes me that somebody that." dense could be that successful yeah. and people who work so hard and are so uh-huh. intelligent struggle to get by. Yes. Wow. I know. I mean it's the Bible because they're willing to do anything exactly. to be successful. Oh, that's true. He says at nine eleven, uh Ecclesiastes nine verse eleven, in this world fast runners do not always win the race. Wise men don't always earn a living. 
Listen to this. Intelligent men don't always get rich, and capable men don't always rise to high positions. Mm. Wow. So, yeah, that one right there, I ended with that one because I think that's where a lot of men get jacked up. They're like, God, I'm running hard, mm-hmm. and I'm still coming in fourth. Like, Where's yeah, my I'm, reward at? Yeah. Well, you're like, I'm running hard in my marriage. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm doing what needs to be done. I'm running hard at work. I'm trying to provide for my family, but I just can't get ahead. I, I'm, I'm doing all the right things that I think I should be doing, and here's a guy running at half speed. Here's a guy that's playing the lottery and staying out late at night drinking, and his marriage is, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, why is it so much easier for them than it is for me? Exactly. Yeah. So the Bible admits there are these realities, and so don't want you to become an Eeyore. And, sort and this of, is almost three thousand years ago, by the way. Come on, this the yes. stuff we're reading right now. This is not this is not two thousand ten. Yeah, this yeah. is thousands of years ago. Exactly. This is wisdom of and from and for the ages, mm-hmm. because it, again, it's it's biblical. So it is the inerrant without error. It is the infallible without fallibility. Like it will not fail. It, it, is, it is the inspired word of God. So the wisdom that he spoke to Solomon to record in print is for you and I to help understand things in life. For all time. For all time. So don't let these things jack you up. Like to Jordan's yeah. point, you should not to the, to the biblical point as well. Don't get up and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Mm. No, the Bible has set the stage for us mm-hmm. on what's going to happen and how things can, should be viewed so we know how to have the, a better outlook in yeah. life. All right, look, so there's one verse that I was that I found that um, I dialed in yesterday, and um, I, there's one word in it that I want to I give to us, and it's 2 Peter 3, 11, and it says this, and it's right kind of tucked in the middle of the verse. It says, after knowing these things, what manner of person ought you to be? Now, First and Second Peter are written sort of a, as a pilgrimage for you and I to know how to um, uh, survive in a world that seems like it's unsurvivable, mm-hmm. okay? And right there tucked away in that is a New Testament principle that helps describe what was just given to us by Solomon. And he says, "What man- knowing all of this, what manner of person ought you to be? So in other words, how do I have a better outlook in life? Well, I have to have manners. Mm, that's good. Now, that's sort of a new King James version or King James. I don't remember. It wasn't the ESV, which is what I commonly use, but I chose that version because I like that word. No matter what word is used in your version, it really doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, it's still type, but the, it still applies. It's yeah, That's it right. Still applies. It still applies. So what does that word manner mean? It means you are from uh, another world. If you you are a stranger here, you are a pilgrim. Mm. That's what that means. So you have to learn. Listen, he's what he's saying is you have to learn how to act like somebody who is no longer of, but who is in. Mm. That's why I use the word in life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to act like somebody who's no longer of this world. You're living for another kingdom now, the kingdom of God. And you have to act like somebody who is yet still in the world. Like you still yeah. have to get up and earn a paycheck. Right. You still have to get up, and run the race. Mm-hmm. You still have to get up and deal with with um, unethical politicians. Yeah. People that are like all the things we just listed. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to operate in a fallen system and not become prey and subject and victim to it, but live out the victorious Christian life. So, guys, I literally. I wish I had enough words to explain how I feel. I, honestly, I want to try to dial in your head. 
I want to dial in your emotions. I want to dial in your character. Yeah. So you can literally square up your shoulders. You, you can get your marching orders. You'll know how to have courage. You'll know how to be biblical. You'll know how to be fearless and faithful and focus on what God has called you to. And don't be victim to all this other junk that we look at. You are no longer of the world. You are in the world and you need to have manners. So what does he mean by that? Well, there's a number of things. This could be an entirely long podcast, but also probably don't be deaf or blind. Yeah, don't. Also. Yeah, don't be what? deaf or blind. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's all right. All right. Yeah, nobody understood that. Yeah, <laughs> intentionally, intentionally. <laughs> but here's what that means. All right. For so for guys, sometimes we, which is a good thing. Sometimes we kind of take things literally. Hmm. What do I mean by that? Like when I meet with the guys, sometimes they'll they're like, "Oh, I got to be more biblical." And not everybody does this, but let me just paint the illustration. They're like, that means I have to like take a Bible with me everywhere and start quoting King James and everything that happens. No, no. Christians are to be different. Yeah. Yeah. Not odd. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Odd repels, different attracts. Yep. So we're supposed to be different in our speech, different in how we do business. Di- yeah. Different to the extent that it makes my look at you and go, oh. Like even when you're you're a capable person, but you don't win the race, people can still see how you responded to that. Yeah, yeah. That you're not in the rat race. You're not in the dog eat dog world. To Rodney's point, you're not doing whatever it takes to get you successful. You're not following all right. those practices. Right. Mm-hmm. And people are like, "How are you okay not landing that big deal?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody in the office knows you should have received the promotion, but that guy did. What's going on? Or if you're in a like the opposite place where a lot of people don't care at all about what they're doing. Like if I, I like this is helpful for me thinking about it because mm. like I'm in Ooh, I'm in college, good. you know, and obviously a lot of people in college are very just like I'm gonna do whatever I'm gonna do, right. and that's what it's gonna do, yeah. right? And so you kind of gotta be like you gotta be separated in the place where you're being very digital. Dil- Oh my gosh, diligent. No, that's good. Yeah. And what you're doing so that you're standing out as somebody who's like, why, why does he like, why does he do, like, why does he care right. about this if he's not like trying to glorify himself through it? Right. You know, like, why is he, why is he working hard on this project and not like showing it off to other people? Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. a good point. And so, like, honestly, you know, obviously everyone's in a different place right now. So I'm thinking, I'm listening to this, like, okay, what am I going to do when I go to class on Whoa. Thursday? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and to your point, like, you know, all of our girls, well, two of the three have graduated, um, you know, from a local university, mm-hmm. and one is about to. And so, obviously, you look at that, and they were homeschooled, and, and you're thinking, well, let's keep them in a Christian environment. Yeah. But no, they, they went to a, a local um, university, but honestly, I think their faith grew so much through that. Mm-hmm. And I look back at the conversations they had to have with professors and even classmates oh and, gosh, and in group yeah. projects and just how they handled that. Like, yeah. yes, I was amazed, you know, so my training had me in all, like, um, Christian schools, if you will, but you know, even in Christian schools, there's still some. Oh yeah. Oh you know, yeah. So we, you know, we the one year in, uh, too many uh, athletes were sort of enrolling, and they put a bunch of athletes in what they called the preacher dorm. It was so funny. <laughs> so Luch Yelton was the name of the hall, and that was t- typically like the preacher's dorm. Like not, oh, yeah. all the guys that were going into ministry were in this big old dorm. Well, they had more athletes come in, and I'm just going to be honest with you. When the athletes came on that hallway, 
you should have seen some of these kids that had never been around athletes. Oh, right. So I'd been an athlete, and I'd been in the Marine Corps. They literally were coming into the room. And they're going, I'm, 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 Ron, I'm, I'm this, this guy. I mean, they, 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 they couldn't process life. Oh yeah. my god. They were gosh. like, I'm, I'm, this guy's down the hall, and he's, he's like cussing on the other side of the hall, and we're trying to have a devotional. I mean, what do we do, Pastor Ron? I mean, not Pastor Ron. What do we do, Ron? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what do yeah. we do? And I'm like, uh, you invite them to your devote. You invite them to your Bible study time. Yeah. And let them cuss. Yeah. And just. You know, but anyway, they were freaking out over that. So to your point, that's a great point. Like, how do I operate when I'm in college mm-hmm. and I'm surrounded by people that have such a different view? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm for me, like Rodney, I'm for me, I'm gonna live for me, I'm gonna do what I wanna do. Or like you brought up before, they don't have any drive at all. Mm-hmm. They you know, they're like, it's Okay, just how are you gonna be different? How, exactly. Yeah. Not odd. Exactly. Like you were saying, like, how are you going to be separated in a way that's attractive? Yes. Mm, yes. That's good. Like, I can remember my dad, you know, early on, the Better Business Bureau was a thing when he started his own business. And my dad was like, I think I need to be a part of the BBB. And I go to the meetings. And, um, you know, he came home. And uh, my mom was like, hey, how'd it go? And he's like, well, I noticed everybody there, like, had to drink. Like, everybody mm-hmm. had drink in their hand. And he's like, we really didn't do any business. We all just kind of sat around and drank. Yeah. And And he was like, I don't. I don't think that's what I want to be a part of. Yeah. And I can I can remember still having them that evaluation like, yeah, I mean that was I met I networked a lot and there was a lot of important people that was almost like if you had a drink in your hand you could close the deal. Mm. And my dad was like, "No, I don't think that's I don't think that's important right now." Yeah. Yeah. And I I think I was maybe like 9 or 10 years of age, but I can clearly remember wow. having that. That's kind of one example. And that actually brings up a really good point that I don't want to get too off topic on, but Like, if you're going to be in places where there's other people that are going to be doing things that are really wrong, like cussing, like drinking, like, like drugs or like all of this stuff, you know, like that's all around the place. We just, we just talked about how that's a reality of the the world. Right. So you have two options that you can do when you're in that. You're either going to be the different person. Right. That's going to be ministering to these people, or you're going to fall into it. Right. And so you have to be aware of yourself if you're going to fall into that. Like a lot of people I've been talking to are like, it's really hard for me to be in this environment because I start falling into yes. cussing. I start falling into like drinking and mm-hmm. I, I can't quit my vape. I can't do this, all this stuff. And they're like talking about that. And I'm like, okay, so you need to be able to separate yourself from that right. environment if that's something that you're struggling with right now. Right. Yeah. But then if you can, if you are that different person, then right. you can go and minister to those people. Right. But you just like you know bad company corrupts good character. You also don't Absolutely. have to be in. You also don't have to be in the whorehouse to minister to the prostitute. Exactly. You don't. That's you a, don't yes. have yeah. to be. Uh, you know, on the plane with the drug dealer to minister to a drug right. dealer. So yeah. you know, picking right. picking your scene exactly. is also important. Yes, yeah. it, that's a great point. So how do we do this? Uh, I'll just sort of wrap this up in just three simple principles. First of all, we're supposed to, the Bible tells us that we are supposed to be holy and godly. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about what that means. Now, um, holiness, let's just be honest, holiness makes some people nervous. Like we feel like we're called a holy roller. Like it makes some people feel nervous and it makes um, me feel nervous because our natural tendency is we want to be happy. We want to be healthy. We want to be wise and we want others, to, but, but, but to be holy. So what does holiness look like? Again, it doesn't mean that you walk around with a big Bible and and wear different clothes and have you know certain beads around your neck, you know, and so no, no, no. What does holiness look like? Well, it literally means separated, set aside. It means devoted to and pleasing God. So, if we're asking the question, how can I have a better outlook in life? I need to realize that I'm set apart. Yeah. yeah. 
And what does that mean? So how do I do that? Let me give you these three little things here. Number one, first of all, understand what we already talked about, the reality of life. Jesus tells us this. He, in John 16, he says, in the world, you will have trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In other words, you're going to face stupid decisions uh, that others are going to make that might be out of your control. Uh, you, you're you're not you're going to run the race really hard and and not get the promotion. Your body is going to get sick no matter how well you take care of it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 never going to be a point where you and I find the the magic pill that makes all sickness go away. There is no such thing as as eternal water. You know, water the fountain of youth. We're going to run into those things. Mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that you underline the word will. It's it's not might. Right. It's will. Why? Yep. Yeah, well, you, you will. I yes, mean, it's, it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. Yeah. Why? Because you live in a broken, fallen world. Yeah. And broken, fallen world have broken, fallen people, and broken, fallen people do broken, fallen things. Mm. We live in a world that, that is totally opposite of how God designed it, so it's not going to operate. Creation uh, groans cre- because of sin. Exactly. Creation groans. I mean, roses have thorns. They did not have them in the Bible uh, in 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 Garden of Eden. You can pretty much guarantee that if they did, they didn't hurt, because there was there was no purpose in that, right? But now everything is hurting. Everything has a different purpose than the way it was created, mm. and yeah. that's a great point, Rodney. The Bible specifically says even creation longs to be back to where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I, wow, of all people that have the ability to know that, but understand the reality that you're going to wake up to difficulty. You're yep. going to wake up to a world that's broken. And so don't fall victim or prey to that. Yeah. So what does that mean? Then the, also the Bible tells you and I do the right thing anyway. Yeah. yeah. Like just wake up and choose the right outlook. Choose the right focus. Choose Learn to do the right thing, Isaiah says. In Isaiah 1, he says, learn to do right. See that justice is done. Help those who are oppressed. In other words, for you that day... Only you can decide based upon where you are in your walk with Christ and where your job is, family, marriage, your own personal health and all that. What does doing the right thing mean for you? Mm-hmm. Right attitude, yeah. right response, right actions, right focus. You get what I'm saying? There's yeah, so many things right. that are – but only you know in that 24-hour period where God is growing you and developing you like – my version of right, in some respects, might be different than somebody else's. Now, we all have a common right, if we're a Christian, and that is to live for Christ, to honor Christ, to do His will, and to be used of Him to bring more people to Christ. We all have the same commission that is given to us, to evangelize, share, and bring people to the hope of Christ. But when you're looking at your job, and you get down to the nitty-gritty of everybody's going out for drinks afterwards. If I don't go out for drinks, I may not close the deal. Do the right thing. Yeah. And just trust God that you may not need that deal. And you don't compromise your values because you think you might close a worldly deal. Do the right thing. Mm -hmm. That's what the Bible literally means. Like, learn to listen to the voice of God, and even though the world says one thing, you do His thing. Yeah. That's what it means to be set apart. Sort of here's here's the third one and last one. Wait for God's reward. Now, why do we say that? Well, we, I, I want rewarded now. Yeah. Can we yeah. just be honest? Like, I want to see, I, I want to see the benefit, the fruit of my labor, so to speak. God is not saying that you're not going to close deals and make a good living. God is not saying that you're going to, that those good things aren't going to come to you. That's that's what He's not saying that. But you and I don't live like all of the rewards for you and I aren't going to come from this world. Mm. 
Yeah. yeah. So we have to learn how to long for, look for, labor for, live for God's purpose in our life. Listen yeah. to 2 Corinthians 5. These temporary troubles are winning for us a permanent reward mm. out of all proportion to our, our pain. In other words, one day there will be a day that you and I are going to be rewarded. And I know that sometimes can be so hard to think about and live with, but you've got to every day put on this cap. I'm in a kingdom that operates opposite of God, mm -hmm. but I'm to live for the kingdom of God. So I'm to bring down heavenly principles to an earthly position mm -hmm. that helps me function. If I try to take a earthly position to work myself up to a heavenly feeling, I'm not I'm not going to have a good outlook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Things aren't going to make sense. Yeah. My yeah. emotions are going to be jacked up. Were you going to say something, Rodney? No, I was just, I yeah. agree. Yeah. I mean, and also just something that stands out to me, the two, two, three here is the key was doing the right thing. Learn to do right. See that justice is done. This manifest, this is yeah. action. Yes. And then wait for God's return. It doesn't say, and complain while doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it wow. doesn't say whine about the right thing not being done. And a lot of times we can get caught up in the cycle of whining and complaining yeah. about the problems. Uh, it's it's good to be informed. It's great to be informed about the realities of what's going on in society. Yeah. But to to whine about it and get stuck in that yeah. and not step forward do something about it if that's discipling, if that's uh, uh, bringing truth and right. justice to a situation, if it's not in, in, or helping the poor or standing up for somebody who right. nobody else will stand for, um, and then trusting that God will reward you when he decides to reward you right. for doing that. Right. And I yeah, feel absolutely. like there's such a lack of urgency for, like— trying to save people right like there's a lack of urgency for eternal things mm. but like you guys know those carnival games yeah where you're like in a tube and then there's like the the fan blows all the money around yeah and you're like trying to grab all the yeah. money really fast yeah and you're like going as fast as you can but like that's how i feel like that's how it should be for for us as christians because we have like a very small amount of time if you right. think about if you think about like three thousand years ago this book was written that we're still using today right so we have a very small amount of time comparatively, and we're not living our life like we're trying to grab all of as right. many as many eternal things as we can. Wow. We're not trying to save people. We're not trying mm. to help people. We're not trying to do justice with urgency and expectancy yeah. of, of getting that reward when we get out of the tube. We're going to have That's all of this money. That's a great visual illustration. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I hope everyone that was listening understands. I know. Oh, I do because, <laughs> man, I want to use that on Sunday morning. Where do you rent one of those money booths kind of thing? Because that's a great yeah. visual of grab yeah. one. Yeah, we're working really hard for for this world to grab as much as we can. Yeah, but that's going to be gone. What we should be working for is, yeah, if you will, to grab that money and or those things to make an eternal difference. Live for that. Well, that's a great illustration. Mm -hmm. We're we're that trying to grope and grab and. Yeah, stash as much as we can. Wow! But like nobody's nobody's looking at life the same yeah. way with eternal things. Yeah, where where you're trying to grab as much as you can, you're trying to yeah. talk to as many people as you can, to share the gospel with as many people as you can. Like you're not like building up your family yeah. in a way that's like preparing them for that wow. eternal value. We're, we're chasing the same things. You you can almost take that same example and say, well, that's what we're doing. 
We're chasing right. money. Oh, Replace wow. the dollar bills with, with eternal things, like you said. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's not so interesting for us because uh, oh. our priorities are I, aligned with the wrong thing. We've wow. got to do that illustration somehow. I know, right? I'm That'd thinking about that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Man. I'm going to do that for Waterstone Young Game. You ought to do it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ought to do it with your glasses on. Yes. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my sunglasses? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, those yeah. things on your head make you look like John Lennon. I'm never yes. going to take these sunglasses off now. <laughs> yeah. One was British, one was Australian, maybe. Wait, I don't know. am I Australian? Yes. I'm an Aussie. You are? Mm. Okay. You know, when I was younger, I had a YouTube channel. I do uh -oh. know that. Yeah. And it was called Asian Words, if you want to listen to it. But yes. I, I, oh, man. I, on one of the videos, I had an Australian accent. I think yeah. it was pretty good. It was. Yeah. It was. I also used to have long hair. Whew. Some things are good yeah. to be in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You have a much of the past. <laughs> yeah, you have a much better outlook on life now that you don't do those videos, right? Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. How funny. <laughs> now, I really, honestly pray, guys, that this this gets you dialed in. The point of this, I can make it really short. The point of this, you and I, we wake up to a fallen world, and if we're not careful, we can let it pull down um, our outlook in life. Quit to Rodney's point. Great word. Quit getting stuck on those things. Mm and get started um, in a way that gives you a better outlook in life, in this day, in this moment, in this situation for the kingdom of God. And to Jordan's point, man, see yourself in that tube instead of surrounded by dollar bills and you're trying to grab them, see yourself in there living for God and grabbing all that you can for him, knowing that one day when you step out of that booth, if you will, this life, you're going to have those rewards. That's what we live for. That's what we pray for, for you guys to have that kind of outlook in life. Amen? Man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank y'all for listening today. Have a blessed day. Have an adventurous day. Have a God-filled, awesome day. And we will talk to you next time.